Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stoltzfus, and I am sitting here with my good buddy, Brandon Waddell. Yeah. Wilderness Attitude Podcast. Yeah. You know, and I, I hate to be uh, kind of... There seems to be a trend in the industry where podcast people do podcasts pe- with other podcast people. I don't get to do that very often, uh, honestly. I, I don't either. And I and it's, it's not like I want to. It's not like, you know, I, I mean, I would love to have Joe Rogan on. Well, of course. Because of, he, that dude is so amazingly, uh, he's a, one of the best conversationalists I've ever seen. Yeah, he's amazing. It doesn't matter if he agrees with their point of view. No. Uh-uh. But there's people I want to get on that are exciting, uh, interesting. But then there's people that are just my friends. Right. And I have an intimate relationship with them, and I, and I just want to get with them and talk with them and see what they got going on and, and see what's going on in their life because I think it's interesting. Totally yeah. selfish. Yeah. I mean, look, my, half of my podcast is about lifting other people up and, and sharing their good news, their success, their yeah. strife, the, the challenges of their you, life that got them there. You do a great job of drawing those life stories out. I thank you. Yeah. One of the things I do like about you, if, like if I need a attitude check, if I need a, if I'm a, if I'm in a whiny mood and I think my situation is frustrating or, you know, whatever, a lot of times I'll just go and scroll through your feeds you know, what, what your latest podcasts are, you know, man, I'm going to go get on the mower or something, mow at the, at the house. And, uh, you know, cause I got a lot of mowing to do in my field. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'll go because it's just like, it reminds you how blessed you are. Yeah. And um, also what us as, as a human creature, how how resilient mm-hmm. and how we can overcome obstacles. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, But like I was saying, the other, but the other half of it is, is selfish. For, just like you're saying, I'm selfish too. Because yeah, you can't imagine how much I learn. And how much I absorb and how the lessons that I have to go back and then look at myself in the mirror and say, dude, like that guy just humbled there. Right. Yeah. You know, like you, maybe you need to reflect on that, you know? And then when you listen to it over and over and over, (laughs) when you're editing and you're doing stuff, then it's just like driving that nail in. And so I, I feel the same way, man. Podcasts are amazing tool. You know, we've been using them a lot of ways in a lot of ways, um, as a supplement to the TV show, mm-hmm. meaning um, it kind of, we always talk about the circle, you know, you've got the circle of life and, yeah. and, and, but a lot of times in an adventure, there's, uh, you see one side, you see this edited view of this adventure and, you know, you don't know what gets left on the editing floor when it gets cut out Mm -hmm. and for me i thought wow what a great way to come back to camp and yeah you're gonna see uh hopefully a a, an exciting a cinematic presentation of xyz hunt but there's so much more that goes on the conversations that happen inside the confines of a base camp or a lodge or maybe even a motel if you're you know or just back of the pickup yeah dude. back yeah <laughs> and just i just i thought that's what i wanted to do and and some of those conversations go like they end up in a place you didn't even know was on the map but nope. 
but it's it's really exciting so yeah i dig your podcast i love getting that feel and that you know that camp feel and and getting that behind the scenes nature of it i think it was i think it's brilliant to be honest with you i, yeah. I do think it's very well complimenting towards your tv show yeah i I, I, I hope people will really know you know third and fourth quarter this year as we as we finalize shows and and um we've never had that you know we're always a year out kind of because we're right. filming stuff that'll show the next the following season and um so this last year at least i had the fourth thought to start getting those podcasts early so that when you know the shows did air we could reference back to them so we'll see how it works I, i'm hoping people uh i mean we're getting a lot of a lot of people are listening and getting good feedback um uh, I know we're off. What do you think of the state of of podcasts? I think we live in a world of this is hot, and then next year this will be hot, and mm-hmm. we're always trying to preempt the the fads or the um, I don't like the word fad, but that's what it is. Um, uh, you know, the the latest and greatest thing. Um, yeah. and, I, and I wonder. Um, I've heard p- people say podcast listening is on the rise. I've heard people say podcasts are dead. I mean, I oh, mean, geez. Look, anything within media, right? There's always the speculation and everybody who's got their two cents of Prince dead, Prince not, TV's dying, Hunt TV's gone. It, look, look, look around you. It's still all here. Right. But as far as podcasting goes, you know, I think you do. You have to stay energetic. You have to stay innovative. You have to change things up. You know, we're getting ready to change up some stuff this year, halfway through the year that's we're going to start doing some different segments we're still going to have our story segment because we get a lot of listeners that like that that like to dive into people's lives and get more of that but i think you got to be keeping change going and offering different things throughout and that's something that i've learned in the last two years is you can get stagnant in the same rut and so you got to change it up a lot to stay in that relevant but man there's some podcasts that come out trevin like you know something you know, like that gold digger that just came out. I mean, he's 50 in, dude, and he's crushing it, crushing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's like if you hit that seam, you know, that gold seam, and it just produces, it's amazing what people grasp a hold of as far as content within yeah, podcasts. That's, that's for sure. Well, we'll set the scene here. Um, we are sitting behind <laughs> Phil Mendoza's shop, No Limits Archery. Uh, in uh, North Denver, I guess you could even say maybe Thornton, I think. Is, or even Commerce City or something. Yeah, we're, we're right we're, on that. I don't know, we're in the trifecta. But, uh, um, and Brandon, you came in late last night. Mm-hmm. Did you crash in the truck? No, I did not crash in the truck. Oh, you didn't? Good, good. No, no, so my you, sister-in-law bailed me out last okay, night. Okay, so you got yeah. a bed to sleep in. I got a cot. Oh, well, that's, I that's think, good. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I think my, my truck setup would have been more comfortable. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it, it is what it is. But uh, we wanted to jump on to this morning because, number one, we got a busy day here at the second day of the Alpha Bowhunting Challenge. Um, and if you guys haven't uh, seen the Alpha Bowhunting Challenge, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I want you to go to alphabowhunting.com. Mm-hmm. Go to YouTube. Go to the alphabowhunting.com uh, YouTube channel and check out the competition. Uh, there is a lineup of, of tutorials and, you know, when do you shoot, when do you not shoot, that, that type of stuff. Yeah, but this, this competition strategy. is much more focused on a fun competition <laughs> a fun competition that really gets um 
you put you in the place before you're making that sh- uh, trying to mimic the feelings the adrenaline the out of breathness if that's a word uh that happens right before the shot and the strategy yeah there's a strategy moment right before this happens too i've noticed in this you know what i mean which which is which is a part of hunting mm-hmm. right you have to change things just like that All right All right that's true so you go head to head. Well, there's a 3D shoot, so it's just part of a just accuracy thing. But then there's a, a qualification where you're going head to head against per somebody. So that's gonna, for me, that's where the adrenaline bumps. Yep. Because yeah. it, it, that's it, what gets me right. here. If I'm uh, <laughs> competing by myself, I know I'm competing against someone else. But there's something to be said for when you're head to head with somebody, um, and you are. <laughs> you're kind of uh you hear their bow go off and you're like oh yeah. am i am i you know am yeah. i far enough on the course and yeah. it's a time did, did they not yeah is it's a timed versus a deduction i'm not gonna get into it but anyway so that's today yesterday was all the qualifiers today's the seating um and so we're gonna go through and then the, the finals will be this yeah, afternoon dude, so and you guys and you guys shoot that out live don't you on facebook yeah we're gonna be the finals yeah yeah, yeah we do about a 45 minutes t- Usually we get it in around 45 minutes. Facebook Live um, feed where we are showing the, the competition and Phil and I jump in there as commentators so we can kind of make some sense of what's going on. We do, <laughs> I think it's uh, funny, we do too, you guys a, like are... a three or four camera setup and we pull my trailer in here. We have our soundboard. Yeah, and dude, everything. You guys get it done, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's very different than, than, uh, than filming. Else. Well, filming our hunts. We go film yeah. our hunts, then you come back and you might, maybe four months later, now you're rough cutting trying to, okay, what storyline are we going to focus on as our main mm-hmm. bed and then you have your threads off of there and that's how you build your your, your show but so it's very different because live tv or live feeds or whatever live video is live video Plain if you say there. the wrong thing <laughs> you you know and it is a family yeah, it's, not going it's through. a family competition so we try and make sure that the guys that are dropping you know some of the the the, the bombs we we can let's be careful yeah there's no delay on this feed no no it's not (laughs) but anyway uh that's uh that's what we got so we're sitting in the pickup because it's quieter beautiful morning it's gorgeous um but but what you've got uh, dude you are a busy man take us through i want to know the mountain archery challenge that is it's it's starting out this year it's you've never done it Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? What made you think, <laughs> hey, I want to start this? There's enough archery events. And I'm not, you know, you got Total Archery Challenge. I think you got Northwest Mountain mm-hmm. Challenge. You know, and, and then, then you have your trained hunts and your alphas. And now, uh, I mean, there's all these little, and then go back to your normal 3D shoots that you exactly. have, right? Right. There's all these archery competitions. Um, and here you are, you're stepping into a space that. I believe is different enough than just your normal archery competitions. Why are you doing this? What is your main goal? Talk us through the, this. This. Well, I'll tell you what. This this situation came about um, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but when I look back at it, I realize that it was it's meant to be. So every piece of this mountain, Trevin, every piece of this mountain archery challenge is a piece of something that has brought me to where I am standing today. Right. So when you look at 
you look at, you got your Reinhardt 100, like you're talking about, you got your train to hunts and your right. alphas and you got all this different stuff. Well, you know what? I was blowing and going everywhere I could to get, to be a part of all of this stuff. And so now I've created a mountain that has a piece of all of that in one place, in a family setting, in a festival setting, with education, with, you know, films, with lifting other people up. Same thing as what the podcast lives for. And I just felt like I've got a competition side to it and I've got a series within that competition. And, you know, there's a lot of room out there um, across the U.S. that TAC isn't hitting, that, you know, that Alpha doesn't reach to, that Train to Hunt doesn't reach to, that, you know, that regular big size shoots don't do. In our area, we've got so many passionate hunters down where we're at, so many 3D, little you're 3D the, you're things. You're in the Four Corners yep, area. Yep. You're southwestern Colorado, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where our first event shakes out in, in uh, at Purgatory. But, you know, to be, re- if you want me to get more specific, I, you know, so... One, I'm a mountain boy. Grew up in the mountains. Was a boy scout in the mountains. Used to ride the train up and go camping. Used to go hiking. Used to, you know, do Klondike derbies in the snow. Uh, um, I'm real familiar with being in the mountains and being in the backcountry. And it's a piece of who I am that I lost for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went down a dark path in my life for a while, and then when I got back there, I realized that I needed to get in better shape. And that's when I started working on myself, got my hip done, got some different things and started hitting some training hunts and some alpha bow hunting challenges and realized that 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 portion was super important in my life. Training hunts where we met first. Yeah. Training hunts where we met when Mm -hmm. I was yelling at you going up a mountain. Oh, yeah. You didn't even know who I was. But it it was the (laughs) motivation. Sure. I needed the motivation. But yeah. So you you take these things that are literally... Uh, things you like from competitions, mix them with things that are important to you mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, even down to every course on that mountain is a piece of that for me. Hmm. You know, the cryptic course is like a totally unethical course. I'm always trying to challenge myself to do different shots and do stuff that that's outside of the box, right? Because if you'll make long 120-yard shots at elk, you know, what's the term that you shoot at 120, 180, when you get to that ethical 40, 50 yard shot, you know, like when you work through the alpha bow hunting, you know, um, deal that Phil does. The principles, The yeah. principles, right. But mm-hmm. when you're practicing some of that crazy stuff, then it, it helps you get a little better distance out of those principles, right? You can manage those better. But, you know, but just challenging geometry, challenging cliff shots and silhouette shots and aerial shots. I mean, it's just a fun course to, that just kind of expands your mind a little bit to do some things that you normally wouldn't do. And that's something that I like to do. I like to challenge myself. I like to go out and I like to experiment and try different things. And that's a safe, good place to go do that. Right. right. And you're not saying... When you say unethical course, you're not saying you're saying it's you're practicing this is not unethical. Maybe some of these shots we shouldn't take in the in the mountains, but I think by doing them, we see why we shouldn't take them. That's right. And so, that what you call an unethical course is actually going to help us come to our ethical, our moral dilemma, which as Alpha teaches and preaches so well is what is our effective range? Not not what can I hit a pipe plate in the back of the house at the you know in the in our in our 
north 40, 40 yeah, you know exactly. uh, with no wind standing in in perfect, yeah, in conditions. perfect conditions and i'm right. at 100 dropping bombs into a pipe plate does that mean oh that's my ethical range no it's not my no, ethical look. range because now we get in the mountains where we're going to be hunting <laughs> yep. in some certain situations Uneven, unevenness all this Different, tons of variables maybe a few little obstacles in the way there maybe we have a rock outcrop yep. now we have this branches and yep. so how do we do this shot to where we hit that target and and then we might come to the realization that okay i just went through three arrows or maybe you know depending upon what, how many times you shoot <laughs> but i just went through this and i i, I didn't i'm not going to take this shot in the mountains because no, it's not right. worth it right so we can yeah. actually it can enforce those limitations yeah it should translate that yeah, to you yeah, very clearly good. yeah and then you know and then the next course that i designed was the pope and young course you know i went to pope pope and young and said you know i've been a member there for seven years i'm uh, i truly believe in the ethics and the heritage that pope and young does i think that the record keeping is important and extremely valuable information that if you look at it is an extremely amazing hunting tool I mean, they just launched their new records program in their database. If you're a member is unbelievable. You can find out who has the largest brow tine on the right hand side, you know, whatever. I mean, some of that's kind of silly, but the point is that you can go back through and you can, you can search just like the Boone and Crockett search, but Pope and Young has a hundred times more information to figure out where is a good, where are good bulls being pulled at in Colorado? Where, you know, out of everything that's ever been put in the book, you have all that information at your fingertips. And so, but back to the course a little bit, I went out and I, when I went to Omaha this year, and I talked to a handful of some of the 29ers that, and that's so that's you know, people that have achieved the North American Big 29 with a bow. And I went to them and I got shots from them, talked to them, learned their story about their shots. And so we'll have animals on that Pope and Young course that you'll be learning about that species, where it lives, where it, what it does, you know, and then the shooter. And then you're going to replicate their shot, that Pope and Young shot on that wow, animal. Wow, that's cool. So, so we're literally taking a step back in time into history and our, our true <clears throat> heritage of, of bow hunting with some of these and being able to say in this situation XYZ made this shot to get his woodland caribou or you right. know whatever and this was the, this was the setup. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and we'll have 20 of those 29 animals this year. Kirsch Targets is creating molds for some of the other stuff that we didn't we don't have for the 29 for next year. And next year's course will be a full 29. So you'll course. get to go through and shoot the yep. North American 29. The North American 29. You'll get to learn about some wow. of the shooters from Pope and Young that have made now, those see, shots. And that is that's an that, educational ethical that's, conservation piece. That's huge. It is huge. Because to me, especially in, I'm thinking of kids, I'm thinking of my daughter. And for me, I can teach her what I know, but some of that stuff I don't even know. I could not go through and list the 29. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would recognize all the 29, but from memory, right. I couldn't list the 29. So that would be... Uh, and it's and it would be a cool course because um, what I learned through some of this is is that, you know, these people, are, they've honed their craft very well to mm -hmm. shoot the 29. And so none of these shots are really that crazy. Right. Because they worked at getting that intimacy with that animal. Right. I mean, there's a couple that are kind of neat, neat right. shots, right. challenging in the aspect of, I don't know, have you ever sat down on your butt with your legs straight out and drawn your bow? I have. And shot off a cliff? I, I, no, not off a cliff. Right. But I have sat down. It, 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 you're bringing in 
almost complete different muscle groups than you would standing or kneeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're definitely dealing in a balance and a core strength issue. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I think that's great. What what made you what made you think to incorporate that learning aspect in it? Because you just don't see that. I've never well, been to a shoot that said, well, here is this, 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 and then you're going to replicate that on this animal that you learned something. I mean, well, you know, I mean, when I look at the values of Pope and Young and what it's taught me, you know, that educational piece of that ethics and, and you know, and, and what these what they stood for has meant a lot to me and how I've passed along archery to my kids. And so, you know, when I looked at it, I just felt like, you know, you'd never get education on a hill. You never get mm-hmm. to learn about a species. Like, I mean, do you know where all four moose or all three moose, where they're at? Do you know where all four elk are? Do you yeah. know where they predominantly sit? Do you, you know what I mean? Like right. just different things like that. Do you, you know? And so I, I could just, try and guess, but <clears throat> to say that I know that I'd, I think I'd be guessing. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Me too. And I've done a bunch of the I mean, research. Like and I five still, caribou species. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so the course will be a little bit redundant, right? In a sense. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is we've got a guy that's, we'll see if this works out. So there's a gentleman that owns this big 3d printer. And he says that if you take pictures of animals, one from the side, each side, and one from the front, he can recreate that. And so we're talking about trying to have that person's animal in that rack. You will be shooting that rack, that animal, with that what you're learning on that, that story. Yeah. On that story, right? It's kind of, I, I know this isn't exactly it, but it's almost like going, okay, let's take paint guns, uh, paintball guns. And let's recreate the Alamo. So we know the history of <laughs> right. the Alamo. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I, can, I can imagine you're putting yourself in a historical, accurate uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. You're recreating it under similar conditions. Now, we can't control the weather. Right. It might have been colder or whatever. But, but at least getting that, maybe an elevation change that they mm-hmm. shot at and trying mm-hmm. to mimic that on this mountain. That's, that's, but, that yeah. is phenomenal. I didn't even know that. Like, I got a doll I didn't know sheep, you were doing that. I got a doll sheep shot, and that's, you know, this, this wonderful lady she sits she's sitting like i'm saying she's sitting down with her legs out and you're going to actually have to shoot a block to your left and that was a missed shot for her and that doll sheep ran out 37 yards in front of her and then she reloaded drew her bow and then shot over her toes and shot that doll sheep while she's sitting down with her legs out wow that's cool that's one of the best shots actually on the course but so was she left-handed no, unfortunately, no, she was right, right-handed. So you just have to almost do it kind of opposite for the old lefties like me. Yep, you'll just have to figure it out. You know, I, <laughs> uh, scoring, let's talk about scoring. So on a lot of these courses, uh, you know, a 3D course, something like that, scoring is, is paramount. Um, but in a situation where uh, you have a tack or, or some of these other courses, um, how are you? you don't score you just go and hope you you finish the course with all yours are That's you guys right. going to do similar type of thing or is there going to be a scoring round well, or what? so uh, on those four courses on the hill like the cryptic course on the hill then you got your train to hunt and then you got your kirsch and that kirsch course is like your reinhardt 100 there's tons of stuff you've never shot an ostrich a silverback gorilla a hanging boa constrictor in the tree i mean all sorts of cool stuff like that um and then uh you know, and so those four courses on the hill. Let's see, you got the cryptic, the train to hunt, 
or yeah, the last one's a train to hunt. And so that one is basically, you just, it's an easy course for the most part. Like but, a mini, but kind yeah, of a mini course. You're just going to, you have the option of doing the calisthenics or not. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have three time shots there like they always have right. with guys helping you do that. But you'll work through, you can get your heart rate up and do it. If you don't do all the calisthenics and you don't do all that stuff, then it's going to be a really easy course to shoot, right. to be honest. You know, so. Because um, for those of you who don't, don't need, know what the train to hunt is, um, and again, we encourage you go to traintohunt.com, go to Train to Hunt on, on YouTube, yep. check it out. But but ideally, Train to Hunt is a mixture of CrossFit or um, any a few uh, CrossFit-like exercises. Yep. And, and the only idea is to get your heart rate elevated, and um, which with the elevation of heart rate is going to put on undue stress that you're not used to. Like mm-hmm. on a 3D course, you walk up to the line, mm-hmm. you draw, you have two minutes to make the shot or whatever it is. Yep, exactly. This it puts you, it, trying to put you in hunting situations. Uh, it, it, it's a little on the extreme side. Alpha bow hunting's a little bit more in the middle. Alpha's a similar thing where you're competing head to head. That's where you get the That's adrenaline. That's the difference, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, okay, good. So, so those are the four courses on the hill and you ride the lift up, shoot those down. And then you have the option of scoring those. We will have cards for you, but it's not a competition. It is for fun, like you right. say. You're gonna, you want the, the object of the game within your group is to see who comes down with the most arrows. Uh, right? it's, and it's ex- <laughs> experiential mm-hmm. more than it is uh, uh, points. The, yeah, it's, it's for now, fun. Now, don't get me wrong. Whoever I shoot with, there's going to be some trash talk. Yeah, that's because yeah, there you know that's is. fun, and yep. that's part of the camp camaraderie and mm-hmm. and hunting camaraderie. So now, then at the base, we do have the the initial ascent course, and that is on Saturday morning is our 3D archery mountain madness competition, and so that is a full on competition. It's a fifty dollar entry fee. Uh, there's only 150 slots to fill. That's all I'm going to take. T- and talk me through that. So there's as far as what so like, like uh, how's that's a competition that's going to be scored yep is that a time with score or no, is it no it's, that is just it's like your normal 3d competition it's a western okay. hunt style course and um you'll you'll have a men's and women's pro division that shoot together then you have a men's bow hunter and a women's bow hunter men's trad women's trad and then a teens youth division i don't care how those 150 spots fill up it could be 148 pros and two kids or it could be all men's okay. i don't care how it fills out but we want 150 people out there shotgun start six people per target you shoot one round and then the top four seeds of each category will do a shoot off at the base and that's where it's going to get interesting because you're going to be on a stage that evening with everybody there doing a three-shot format and with you know we'll have the screen up showing the shots right there on the screen you know with the uh spotting scope and and you know everybody wrapped around and lots of drama in the head-to-head scenario shot lengths what are, what are you talking about anywhere some i'm sure you're going to put some right up in your grill and then you, are you going to on a on a competition like that will you push the limits a little bit yes yeah there'll be you're going to have three different shots and one of them's going to be close one will be mid-range and one's going to be hit it's going to be a poke. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if you tie through that, um, on that poke shot out there is a small little, you know, fluorescent right, dot. Sure. And closest to the middle is the tiebreaker. Gotcha. And basically first place pays out 500 bucks, second's 175, and third is 75 bucks out the door per that's, division. Okay. Well, and, that sounds fun. And then we'll have a kid's course as well set up, which oh, is completely free. 
you, you, you look if you come up and you want to just hang out and be a part of vendor village and watch films and let your kids shoot the kids course and you don't want to go up the mountain and spend you know the money you don't want to get in the competition that's fine just just come up and bring those kids and let them shoot we've got demo bows both compound traditional you know we've got great teachers there to help people learn if you've never shot before i mean it's it's a way that even people that are on the mountain already trevin will have the opportunity to come over and be like what's going on over here be like oh this is archery you know you ever done this no well here you want to try right, yeah. and jump in there right gotcha Gotcha. So that would be really cool. And then we do have the Train to Hunt event that's on Saturday afternoon, and it we're calling it a sprint race. Um, so there's just a five-shot challenge course that has five physical challenges to it, and it's it's pretty short course. I mean, you're talking a half mile, three-quarter mile. It's going to be real quick, and that is timed, and then, of course, your shots change your time. And then you get 30 minutes after you're done with that to, with your group to line up, and then you're going to go uphill with your pack weight on to shoot the 20 on the train to hunt course. What's the pack weight? It depends per, per, uh, per division. So you can go to the website, check it out. There's a train okay. to hunt competition page. Everybody's different from 20 pounds, uh, 10 pounds to 40 pounds. It's, n it's not too much. You know, the idea of the sprint race is to kind of have you somewhere in between the indoor format and a full Nash or a regional qualifier so that it's not as hard it's not as heavy um you know even within the challenge course there's no sandbags it's all you everything you do is with your pack so you'll have to take your pack off and do your get ups you have to take your pack off do your ground to shoulders you have to take That's your pack smart. off and run around with it over your head for 50 right. yards you know it's just different things so that there's no boxes there's no bags super quick and that's why I decided easy. to call it a sprint race. Yeah, easy to, easy to, everybody's got to have a pack. So you're, yeah, you've you bring, got it right there. Bring your pack loaded. I just scale it. It's just got to be, it's just got to meet the weight. It's not the pack weight plus weight. It's just total weight. Just right. meet the mark. Um, and so that's cool. And so when you look at all these different things, the Kirsch course is completely unknown. It's exotics. It's like the Reinhardt 100. So I don't have to travel to go do that now. You know, the train to hunt course, of course, you know, that's what got me back in my life, into the lifestyle I'm in now. Um, doing something like, offering something like that was cool. So having it for fun, having a competition edge, having all these different things. I mean, I'm competitive. I like to compete. I like to do the hard competing. I like to do the shooting competing competition you know every piece of that course the kids course for free you know me i have nine kids i know people need a chance to bring their kids up and have some fun and not spend any money you know and then i love the film side of it at night and then doing an elk calling seminar with rocky mountain hunting calls and dennis howell he's gonna come up and do that Den and dennis is just such a great guy I, I i have such a uh, great relationship with him um side note is uh i you know i i rode bulls and um, Dennis did too. And mm -hmm. as we got to know each other in the bow hunting community, we come to find out he judged some of the bull ridings that I had I had been in when I was young. No you sure. know? And <laughs> so he's such a great guy. Um, so in the situation with uh, the uh, staying, what are the people's logistics? I know we're turning this into a, a kind of a mountain mountain archery course <laughs> promo, which is okay with me because I think we need to get the word out. This is so brand new and so exciting. Talk me through um, how people can find out. Okay, like I'm bringing up the fam. We would like to camp. Mm -hmm. So there's camping sites available. Mm -hmm. There's RV sites available. Mm -hmm. um, they could People could stay in a motel 
hotel, yep, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's it's funny because as we were working with these ski resorts, we started realizing that a lot of our clientele are the exact same. So you've got people that are going to come out and get a five-bedroom condo and stay all week, and they're going to they're making a family trip and they're going to blow five grand. But then you've got people that want to come out and they don't they can pay for one day on that mountain and they can and sleep in their tent and they're going to eat mountain house mm -hmm. because they don't have any money right. but they but they're passion driven right mm -hmm. they want to come be on this mountain and come shoot so you know that's that's the crazy stuff is, is that there's so many demographics of people that come to these things so we had to offer rv spots we have to offer tent camping if the if the mountains wouldn't allow me to do that then i wouldn't have an event there if they weren't interested in having a three-year commitment then we we're not there right you know so you're you're building you got long-term goal for this talk to me through talk me through some of the other events you'll be doing this year and then let's make sure we lay out all the information of how people can register and get online so currently right now we got purgatory which is may 24th through the 26th and that's, that's near durango memorial Colorado. weekend that's memorial that, weekend yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so if you don't have plans that's a killer weekend to come down right yeah, it's beautiful it's, still oh, still yeah. cool enough yep you, you're not in july uh, dude, where we're, dude you're gonna be walking in snow yeah this was yeah. an epic year for purgatory this is the first year ever in purgatory's history that they're open in may wow okay so yeah, we got challenges ahead of us setting that mountain. I can tell you that, but it's going to be real deal. I mean, a week out, you might be getting an email from me telling you that you might want to be sure that you're bringing full on gaiters and good boots because uh, you're no, no be Crocs. In, yeah, no Crocs and flip flops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we also have Brian Hedsky Resort, which is June 14th, 15th, and 16th, and of course June 16th is Father's Day weekend. Uh, so that'll be really cool. And then we've got our third event right now, which is in Taos, August 9th where, through 11th. Where, where's the second one at? Brian Head, Utah. It's in the oh, southwest corner okay. near St. George and Cedar City. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful Steep country. Steep mountain. Beautiful Steep country. Steep mountain. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. But some epic cliffs there. Lots of cool stuff. Cool. And the people are there are awesome. The resort people are amazing. Well, all of them are. But Brian Head is super stoked. Um then Taos, New Mexico, at Taos Ski Valley in August 9th through 11th. And we're working on a fourth event. We'll see if it comes together. It's really got about eight days to come together or else I'm not going to have it. a fourth one right. and I'm just going to get down to business. Okay. Um, you know, that possibilities might be northern Utah or we might have a second one actually in New Mexico. Yeah. So. My hometown, my home state, I should say. Yeah, you know, you gave me some ideas to reach out down south, and and I did, and um, that was that was that will never work. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, pricing wise, I mean, oh. they wanted like ten grand a day to rent the joint, yeah. and then they wanted thirty dollars per person going up the gondola, and I mean, it's so far out of reach price no, wise. No, no and it's understandable. I just I know for a fact that New Mexico has some well, there's some of the freaking greatest. Uh, heritage and and mm -hmm. community and when I was there it seemed like it was segmented we didn't down south mind you this mm -hmm. is southern New Mexico there just wasn't uh, the organization to have stuff like this but every time right. somebody put something like this on it it went it did really good you know what even just a, 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 a 3d competition shootout in the desert I, they didn't have There's, a lot of them. They had a few, but they were well attended. And then now as I look at, and, and I still, my family, my folks still live there and stuff like that. My brother and, and uh, my little sister and their families. Um, but 
there's more and more being organized and so oh, it's, a, it's a culture that is phenomenal there is so many 3d shoots in new mexico when we had to sit down and try to find out when we could do this and not step on anybody's toes yeah. it was very difficult yeah, i can imagine there the 3d community in new mexico is huge i so love to hear that that's going to be a good event um but as far as you know finding us mountainarcherifest.com very simple mountain archery festival um you can find us on all the social media. We're there. We're trying our best to make a good presence. <clears throat> Excuse me, but and the films. Let's talk about the films. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, you, you, and I've had many conversations about this, and I love, I love making films. I love, uh, and the reason I love making films is I love motivating. I love touching. I love connecting with the audience. And right. uh, TV shows and films are very different. Yeah, um, yeah, and people, people are like, well, uh, well, why don't you just make films and TV shows? Well, you can't. I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah, you could. The problem <laughs> is you're not going to, if you have, uh, if you're sitting in a theater or on the side of a mountain with a big screen in some phenomenal, beautiful country, and you're watching an adventure that's 10 to 12 minutes long, heck, it could even be 20 minutes long, whatever the length is, and there's no commercial breaks. You can build upon that storyline, mm-hmm. and you can take those people with you where they want to go without a break. The problem with commercials is you put a commercial in there, and it blows everything you've built to, <laughs> and you have to start over. So there's a lot of repetitiveness yeah. to get people back to that. And in you know the four to six minute of footage in between commercial breaks, uh, you know people ask about why uh, TV shows. Oh, it's TV shows. Well, they have to be that way. Yeah. Even it, if you broke a film, if I took my best film and I broke it up, didn't change anything, just put commercials in it, it would not. It would not translate. No, it wouldn't. And, uh, because I mean, of that break yeah. in. That. So this uh, having films, especially in a beautiful um, environment, after a great day on the mountain with your family. You grab your hot dogs, whatever. You sit down yeah, and beer. you and you yeah and you and you watch uh, what it is we're emulating, what it is we're practicing, what it is we're trying mm-hmm. to develop all day long. And we see it. Come and we to see fruition. it come to fruition in an artistic, cinematic way, yeah. moving way, emotional way. I think that's like the icing on the cake. Yeah, I think so too. I think that bringing everybody together and keeping everybody there, you know, offering as much as we can in the festival field within Vendor Village and at the base with lots of lots of things, cool things to do. But capping it off with with that in the evening is going to be awesome. Well, I think we, let's do this. You and I have had this little discussion about possibly doing some hey let's shoot with some other people let's get you know maybe me or i don't mm-hmm. know if willie's coming down or uh willie schmidt's coming down yeah, we're trying to everybody's and, trying to make it work yeah if, if we get a couple of guys that are industry guys i'm not saying i don't believe that hunting has celebrities i just don't believe it right. i believe that some guys are a, a little bit more well known because of television stuff like that but I would love to get in a situation where I went and shot with some people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, we've so talked much, about the idea so of maybe putting in some type of thing where, uh, you know, uh, you know, th- we do a random draw of registered mm-hmm. people and then I get to shoot with that group or something. Yep. I'd love that yeah. because people look at us uh, that are in the industry and they think we are just these amazing shots and don't get me wrong i practice a lot and and you know you get guys like uh you know, there's guys that were competitive archers that are translated now are bow hunters and maybe they don't compete anymore but they're they are phenomenal shots i by no no means am a archery comp 
you know, competitor or champion. Yeah. I do have an ability to make a shot when when it matters. That's well, that's and what, and that's consistently counts. do it on film. Right. <laughs> uh, but I also have a lot of misses yep. on film. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with right. you know film don't lie. So I, it's nice to go and shoot with someone, and all of a sudden they see you miss or they see you, you know, shank something, and they realize I'm just a normal guy. I am. I'm nothing special. That's right. And, um, you know, I, 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 it kind of annoys me, but then I kind of chuckle and people say, oh, you get, you know, you're, you're with a celebrity. I'm no celebrity. Right. By all means, I'm no celebrity. And I'm, and I'm not saying that in false humility. I'm saying that in the fact that I'm just blessed to get to do what I get to do, excited to do it. And I like people. So yeah. maybe well, we can so, kick something around yeah. where we can make that happen. Yeah. I think we'll get it done. And I, I, I got to tell you, I'm in the same boat. You know, this whole thing is passion driven. This whole thing just is a, every piece of this mountain has something to do with me, like I said before. And I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I mean, you know, at 48 years old and finally realizing some things about myself and, and where my passion lies yeah. and different things. And it's like, I'm starting to realize what I need to do, you know, and where I need to be. Why didn't we do this 20 years ago? Because we we weren't capable twenty years ago. I don't think my you know they t- tell you that your brain doesn't truly develop till you're twenty five twenty six like your frontal cortex right. doesn't isn't fully developed decision making yeah, being able to <laughs> and I can look back on the things I did yeah. when I was in my early twenties all the way when I turned twenty five twenty six that's why I quit riding bulls yeah I'm just like this is not the lifestyle I want for me and for my body so I right. can see that being true but I wish I knew. What I know now, of back course, then, right? Um, but anyway, it's. I mean, it, I tell all my daughters, I tell them all, don't even get in a re- real relationship until you meet a guy that's thirty or older, because they're still boys until they're thirty. Oh, I would agree with that. <laughs> and and for you, eighteen-year-olds that are responsible and doing the right things, yeah. God bless you. I think there's a ton of you guys out there, but for you, other guys, uh, you know, don't be a moron. Yeah, like, you know, dude, this kid makes West, wise decisions. This kid, Weston Jenkins, that's running Disabled Outdoorsman's USA. I podcast with him. He's like 23 years old, dude. This kid has it together, man. I'm not, yeah, when I say all, I'm not saying all guys, right, till 30, but there, you know, there are some kids out there that got it together, man. And that kid is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing what he's doing yeah. with his life and what he's doing for other people. Well, you look at Tanner. At Tanner Vernon. Yeah, same guy. I mean, Tanner's. He's uh, a good kid. Just, uh, and you know, he's a he's full grand, grown man. I mean, I'm he's he, he'll pack out twice the weight I will on an elk. And, and so you. Yeah. So I'm not going to knock him being a man. Let's let's not go there. But uh, but Tanner's, you know, uh, um, you know, he's he's young. But making good decisions, and yep. you know he's mm-hmm. responsible and stuff like that. So yeah, there's there, some out there. There are a lot. There are a lot out they there. They definitely that, make you feel like they're the human race has a has a chance. That's right. Right. Exactly. You sometimes, know? sometimes we get so down on this generation, mm-hmm. and I do, I do, I, oh, I, I pound on it, man. We oh, what, it. what's going to happen? These guys are. Da, da, da. But the fact of the matter is, it's some really, really responsible people. Man, we can go down some rabbit trails. Don't yeah, that's not hard. Well, this is the great. I'm so. Uh, appreciative of you joining me here this morning. I, me? I know I you're. You, man. I know you're going and blowing. You're actually making a big loop this weekend yeah. to get the word out, to hand out flyers to shops, stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. get the word out. And uh, um, I, you know, I just want to take this chance to touch base with you, really on the fine details. And I wanted to know the story. Why? Why are you doing this, dude? 
And, and it's interesting that you're taking your life experience. You're combining that with what you love and where you're at right now. And what's important to me. And what's mm-hmm. important. And then, and then you're, and you're, and you're sharing or you're showing that in, in that regards, in, in, uh, in a experiential form, mm-hmm. along with tapping into the history, mm-hmm. some, some really cool history of bow hunting and, and our heritage. So yeah, it's good. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, uh, the first year. You know, everything's growing. Everything's going to be an experience. Everything's going to be. Um, you're probably going to afterwards go, okay, that didn't work, but this yeah. really did. We can expound <laughs> on it. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. part of, of the yeah. growth. Yeah, I mean, we'll be doing some, you know, post action stuff after it's all over, sending out questionnaires to everybody that comes, whether you're a vendor, whether you're a ski resort, whether you attended to shoot. Um, you know, we'll get a lot of information back and we'll compile all that and figure it out what was good, what wasn't. I mean, that's life. You know, that's this mountain is, is life. Right. There's lots of different pieces to it and it's all important and you can come catch it all in one cool spot and an amazing setting and uh, and just really enjoy it as a family. Bring the family. I can't I can't tell you enough you gotta do that. So Well, I'm excited. Check it out. Wilderness <laughs> Attitude podcast, first yeah. of all. Give Take the time. If you're like me and you travel a little bit, uh, it's a great opportunity to peruse through. And um, I encourage you some of the things that you've done, the podcast you've done. I'd had no idea who the person was. Um, I, I, I'm horrible about this with because I listen to Rogan's podcast. I listen to qu- uh, quite a few podcasts, and I tend to gravitate to, to, oh, I know this who this person is. I know who that person is. But I want to encourage you with Brandon's podcast look for look for topic look for topical stuff don't worry about the names yeah the stories are there and they're compelling Mm -hmm. and um you will i promise you you will be surprised and you will be pleasantly surprised when you listen to those then on top of that in turn please check out go check out mountain archery festival mountain archery festival go register get get on it you know and uh registration will go through i'm assuming the week before maybe all the way up i mean you know we're a couple days out we're going to close registration is there Um, a cap are you going to have to put a cap on that yeah i mean i can do 450 people on friday and 600 a day saturday and sunday i mean there's a lot of room for people that is a huge amount of people so mm -hmm. there's there's plenty of room for people to come there's plenty of room for people to come this year registration is going well but i don't see us selling out and that's fine um you know, but yeah, the sooner you register, you know, 30 days out, prices go up. You don't get a free t-shirt. Things get right. different. So you don't get as many tickets to put in to win all the hunts. I mean, we've got $25,000 in hunts to give away. Two bows at each one, full cryptic at each one, packs at each one, tons of stuff, okay. man. It's insane the amount of crap we've got. And, and it's, it's in good. beautiful country. In beautiful country. Yeah. Good and time our, of year. our sponsors have just kicked ass at make helping me and my wife make this an amazing event and that cannot go without being said that this is a family ran deal my kids are helping my wife has done the website and stride events and everything you know has been family built and it's it's awesome so you know i'm i'm looking forward to it man all right i'm anxious but i'm stoked at the same time well the boss just showed up yep the boss is here we better cut it off yeah okay guys thanks for taking the time to listen to this this uh, the history uh it's hard to have history when you haven't done the event yet but this is the history right. of why you started the yep. event so mm-hmm. 
Brandon, thanks a, a, a bunch for being on. And we'll get this up right away so we can get the thanks, word man. out. I appreciate and, it. And uh, I look forward to seeing everybody there. And as always, you know, I we're here sitting at the Alpha Bowhunting Challenge. We want to encourage you, alphabowhunting.com. Check that out. Yeah. And um, as always, we... And I think Brandon will back me up on this. We encourage you to find what inspires your wild, that's whether right. that's your grandpa's back 80, whether it's maybe you're blessed like us and you got the Rocky Mountains right in your backyard, whatever it might be, find that, and we want you to embrace that wild. Yep. God bless, and we'll see you down the trail. Amen, brother.